BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This episode of the Warriors Huddle is brought to you by the Athletic Club Oakland, the official sports bar of the Warriors Huddle. The weather's getting warm, and I cannot think of a better way to spend an afternoon or evening than sitting outside with some homies, drinking a beer, and watching a game. Luckily, the Athletic Club Oakland has me covered. They shut down the entire street next to their normal space and created an enormous outdoor section called the Town Gardens. It's got TVs everywhere, comfortable seating, and their full food and bar service. In short, it's the perfect place to watch the game with friends while enjoying this beautiful summer in the Bay. It's now our go-to spot, and hopefully we'll see you there. In fact, Bram, Marcus, and I are there all the time. So if you show up and we see you in huddle gear, you've got a beer on us. The Athletic Club Oakland, where sports fans can be sports fans again. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You are in the Warriors Huddle with me, Bram. No Marcus or Maxime today, but I'm fired up to announce after way too long the lead of the morning roast on 95.7 The Game, the host of NBC Sports Bay Area's pre- and post-game Warriors coverage, and the prediction champion on this show, which just bothers the shit out of me, Mr. Bonte Hill, what's going on, Bonte? It's good. It, it doesn't bother me, Shut but up. I got to say, I can never get used to somebody saying the Warriors pre and post game host. Like, it's still like, wait, what? Okay. Hell, whose decision was that? Okay. Did, you know, was Joe Lake drunk? Did he sign my, did he sign off on it? Who, who at NBC thought it was a good idea, but uh, we're going to run it back with year number two coming up October 19th when the Warriors take on the Lakers. So uh, I could never get used to that, Bram. Here's what you don't know. Here's what you don't know. So what I was going to add in here instead of the whole stupid ass prediction champion thing was voice of the Bay Area, which is completely true. By the way, you have basically ascended to that status. But I thought that maybe your head was already too big. So I didn't want to go in that direction. It turns out, no, you're still humble. So no, voice of the Bay Area, Bonte Hill. There you go. Dan, that, that, that is, I don't know if that's a good thing for the Bay Area, me being the voice of reason <laughs> or the voice of the Bay. 
we, yeah, we got to do voice better. Of reason. Nobody said hey. voice of reason. Just <laughs> All right, of I added that one. I added that one. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But uh, yeah, that's a scary thing for the Bay. It's a scary thing for the Bay. That's a lot of pressure on your boy. That is. You're but right. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's my pleasure, man. And, and it's absolutely true. Let me add a little bit more pressure and then we'll jump in here. So as you know, the audience does not. We kind of have a live studio audience member today. So because we have no Maxime, I've got a new producer. It's my boy, Ron. I've known him for years. And Bonte, I've been trying to impress Ron just like off the cuff with the fact that I do this podcast and he's never really shown that he's impressed. And so I brought him here today, thought I'd impress him by making him like watch me record again. He showed me nothing. But then when I casually dropped that you'd be joining us, he went out of his way to tell me that like you're his favorite fucking radio host and he loves you on the show. So he's not impressed by me, but he is impressed by you. So big pressure today, dude, you got to bring your A game. That is big pressure. But then again, like, are we surprised that he wouldn't be impressed by you, Bram? Like, he would just be ho-hum, ho-hum. It's just Bram, the host of the Warriors Huddle podcast. You know, I mean, you know, he kind of had it coming there. But I appreciate that, Ron. I don't know how I'm your favorite. Uh, I actually feel sorry for you. Uh, I'm going to question you about you and your hobbies for me being your favorite host. So I'll take the compliment. But, man, my guy needs some help, Bram. Yeah, you know, there's there's no question about that. And if anyone at home is keeping score so far, Ron has laughed twice at Bonte and has not laughed at my shit at all. So 2-0, Bonte, let's jump in. We only got one segment today, man. Um, it's called Five Golden Questions, which is a new title, kind of, but an old idea. All this is, man, is a mailbag. People are nice enough to shoot us questions every week. Uh, some logistics before we jump into these. One, I'm not going to read the questions word for word. So if you sent in a question and you recognize it, but I didn't like read it word for word, thank you for sure. I'm sure you said it better than me. My apologies. I didn't read it. Two, there's some personal shit in here, Bonte. There always is. It's not too nasty today, but uh, brace yourself okay. because it's coming. Um, but the first one isn't personal. It's hoop related. And it's this. So the Lakers and Nets have loaded up, right? Lakers have gotten older, but you can certainly argue that they've gotten better with Westbrook and the over 35s. And then Brooklyn, same thing, man. Uh, most recently, they just added Paul Millsap. Sounds like LaMarcus Aldridge got a medical clearance, and now he's going there, which leads to this question. Assume the best, all right? Across the board, assume the best. Clay is back, and he is Clay. Wiseman has developed. Moses is phenomenal. Kuminga is ready. The whole nine yards, everything that could go right goes right. In that scenario, do you think the Warriors can compete with the Lakers and Nets? Whew, that's a great question. It's a loaded question. Um, let me say this. I don't know about the Nets yet because obviously Harden and Kyrie and, of course, that dude named Kevin Durant, I think he's pretty good. They're loaded. They're loaded, no doubt about it. That means a finals appearance. Um, do, can the Warriors make the finals? I don't know. Yeah. But with that roster, as you laid out there, Bran, I do believe this is a top four team in the Western Conference. And I do believe that in the best of seven, they would be able to compete with the Lakers. LeBron's getting a little older, right? Yep. I believe Draymond can still defend AD at a high level. Westbrook, we know the jumpers hit or miss. Now, he does have that quick first step. He's relentless. He'll be a problem. But I do believe the Warriors, if they're, you know, Otto Porter Jr., uh, if he can stay healthy, uh, Andre Godala with his veteran leadership, uh, Steph is Steph. You know what I'm saying? You, you mentioned two-way wigs, maybe improving off of, I think, a very solid season uh, a season ago. 
This team can compete in the Western Conference. I don't think the Western Conference is as deep as everybody's laying out. Look at Denver, right? They're going to be without Jamal Murray for most of the year. Will Michael Porter Jr. improve a bit? Sure, absolutely. But he's a stiff defensively. And we saw the Warriors with that roster last season beat up on Nuggets twice late in the year when the Nuggets were going for playoff positioning. They were trying to position themselves to a four or five, six seed, and the Warriors beat them up. Utah, they're frauds. Great regular season team. We saw what happened in the playoffs, and they messed around and gave Conley Jr., Mike Conley Jr., another 70-plus million dollars. What a mistake. Nobody fears the Utah Jazz, especially the Golden State Warriors. Portland, come on. We've seen how that story's gone with Portland and the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Look, this team, like the Phoenix Suns, they'll be right. But is Chris Paul getting older? Is he going to have the same explosion? We saw that explosion really go away in the NBA Finals. Drew Holiday had uh, Chris Paul basically in San Quentin. He had him in prison. So this Warriors team, I think people are really underestimating them. And I'll leave I'll leave you with this one, Bram, uh, on this question. A couple Laker buddies I have. One who works with the LA Lakers and one who is really a diehard Laker. Both said out of nowhere, Boy, nobody's talking about the Golden State Warriors. They're going to be really, really good. So a rational Laker fan is weary of the Golden State Warriors, knowing that if they're he- healthy and whole, this is going to be a scary roster. Look, man, I-, I do believe this team is a top four team in the West. I think they can contend with the L.A. Lakers. As far as the Brooklyn Nets, I don't know about that yet. I'll have to see it. Yeah, I think I agree. Well, first, shit, let me give you some props. I can see why Ron is secretly in love with you. So, I mean, the, the way that you were able to vamp on that question, Vontae, I mean, basically it was, can they win the title? And then you just gave me 15 minutes about how they could beat everybody else in the West, but maybe not the two teams that we, that we asked you about. So, I mean, nicely played. That was, that was some professional answering. Um, but bottom line is I'm with you. I do think they could probably beat the Lakers. I don't think if everything goes exactly as it's supposed to and everybody remains healthy, that they would be favorites against Brooklyn. You know, let me put it differently. I think it's possible, but not probable if they rolled in there, which leads to the second question. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Are you ready for an out-of-world experience, fellas? Look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that has just taken off not only in the USA, but Canada, the UK, across the Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. So don't forget, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. All right. So if both of us are thinking, look, this is good. It's going to be a fun season. But even best case, 
We're not guaranteed a spot. You know, I'm not guaranteed another championship. Should the Warriors push the chips into the center of the table, right? Should they make some move that would put them certainly over LA and maybe in that same echelon as Brooklyn, but I'm not just going to leave the general. All right. I got some, some specific questions for you. So here's the trade package that the Warriors would give up Wiggins, Wiseman and Kuminga. And I'm now going to give you four names. You tell me if you would say yes on any of these names if the offer came. And I'm not saying that this is a possible trade. I'm not saying that it's on the table. I just want your opinion. All right. So here's our first. All one. three, Bram, all three, Wiseman, Kuminga, and Wiggins are in the deal. Yep. All three of them. Here's yeah. the first name they could get back. Brandon Ingram. Would you say yes? I'd say no. Yeah, me too. I'd say no. I'd say no. Uh, Brandon Ingram's a damn good player. A damn good player. Uh, the skinny frame. Look, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of good tendencies, but I don't know. I don't. I like Kubinga's going to be a dog. Now, will that be next season, two years from now, three years from now, four years from now? It could be a while. But the raw talent is there. That strength. He's got grow man strength yes, as does. an eighteen year old. Uh, the way he goes to the cup, he's got to improve, no doubt about it. But I like what I saw from Kubinga. I'm not giving up on James Wiseman. The guy gave you 12 and six last year, basically, uh, as a fresh, basically a freshman in college. Dude played 69 minutes in college. We already know that. But 12 and six, and didn't even know what he was doing on the NBA floor in 20 minutes. The potential is there. And Wiggins, his name has been tossed around this offseason as if he's a bona fide scrub. I get the contract. $30 $30 million, you know, per, you know, this season and then 33 next. I get the contract. The money's a lot, but the Warriors didn't sign up to that deal. Exactly you know what right. I'm saying? Minnesota did. He's come here, reinvented himself. He's given you 18, 20. All right. He's given you solid defense for Brendan Ingram, a three for one like that. How much better does Ingram make you? I don't do that deal. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to back the value of Wiggins and Wiseman before I give you the next name. So there's reasons to believe, man, that all three of these guys, well, two of the three, should be better next year. Wiseman's the easy answer, right? I mean, there, there's no way that he hasn't developed a little bit. He knows the system. He's gotten older. He's probably physically developed. So, yeah, of course he's going to have a better year. But the name you probably wouldn't think thrown in the they'll probably improve camp that I'll use here is Wiggins. Here's why, Bonte. Last year before Clay got hurt, what was everybody saying? Andrew Wiggins is in a position to play the best season he has ever played because he wasn't going to be expected to do anything. He was finally going to be in that slot where, you know, the, the defense would be focusing on the splash brothers and Wiggins would just be picking points off the floor. And Clay gets hurt, man. He gets, he gets knocked out of that idealistic spot and he still has the best year of his career. Mm-hmm. Well, this year he's right back into that place. So there's every reason to believe that he'll have a, uh, an even better year than the best year he had last year, which leads me to the second name. How about Damian Lillard? Wiggins, Wiseman, Kuminga for Dame. Would you, you say know, that's, yes? that, that? That's an excellent point about Andrew Wiggins. That's something I overlooked, and I'm going to steal from you and bring it up on the morning, Russ. Oh, let's go. I Ron, you hearing this? Credit. Ron, I hope <laughs> that you heard this, buddy. Because hey, Ron, hey. I may give Bram credit. I may not give Brand credit. Depends on That's how I wake up in the morning. Uh, <laughs> for, but for Damian Lillard, again, I'm saying no. And some people are going like, to gonna say, you're not going to trade for Dane Lillard? I don't like the fit of the small backcourt with Stephen Curry and Damian Lillard. And Damian Lillard needs the ball in his hands, right? Um, I'm sure he'd be willing to sacrifice some shots. I get it. He's a lethal, lethal scorer. At some point, you got to have some resistance inside the, uh, at the perimeter, I should say. And I, I just don't think – 
Dame will want that, right? Would Dame want that? Would he want to play in the shadow of, shadow of Stephen Curry? I don't think so. I just – honestly, I've been the one guy consistently saying I don't like to fit with Dame Lillard and Stephen Curry. A small backcourt like that in the Western Conference, what changes? What changes? Maybe you win a few more games in the short term, but long term, you're giving up valuable assets like Kuminga and uh, and Wiseman and then, of course, Wiggins, and you're going to have to see Portland year in and year out, and they're going to get better. They're going to get better. Those are perfect building blocks for the Portland Trailblazers. I guarantee you this. Portland will probably think about doing a deal. Yeah, they'll get hammered for trading a franchise player like Damian Lillard, possibly the best trailblazer ever, right? I mean, Clyde Drexler on line one, Bill Walton on line two. I get all that. But I don't like the fit at all, Bram. I don't like the Dame Lillard-Steph Curry fit. As sexy as it sounds, as much scoring you would have, you'd probably be giving up 130 a game while trying to score 125. Two quick points. One, and I'm not sure you could, well, you, you couldn't see it because you're not sitting next to him, but maybe you saw the Zoom box light up. But right when you said I might not mention Bram's name on the morning roast, your uh, Ron Laughter scoreboard went to three. He laughed at him as well. So I'm still 3-0, nicely played. Um, as far as the Dame deal, so I love the idea of him coming here. I'm not going to uh, repeat all the points you just made. Instead, I'll say that I agreed with them. And I'll also just as a hedge, I, I there is no time on earth where I am more overly optimistic than I am after a summer league. I remember watching Marco Bellinelli and thinking he was going to be like the next great player. You know, he was going to be like Mark Price or somebody. And then he ended up being Marcellonis, right? I, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I wish I'd come up with that. Mark Price wasn't quite as good. And then he turned out to just be fucking Marco Bellinelli. So right now, you know, I'm, I'm viewing Kaminga as this future superstar who is going to, you know, lead the Warriors into a second dynastic session who knows if that's true but now for as long as i'm overvaluing everybody i would say no let me give you the last name bradley beal wiggins wiseman jonathan do you say yes i'm gonna pitch a shout out here and say no again like i the bradley beal name has been floating out there for years right for especially the last year and i'm just like bradley beal okay six three six four a lethal score could help you but that's a lot of assets for bradley beal and again I think the league is getting bigger. Quietly, the league is getting bigger. Now, in spurts, can you play small ball? Absolutely. You can space the floor. You can make some things happen. Bradley Bill's a hell of a player. How is he as a defender on the perimeter? Well, I saw Washington give up buckets last year. I mean, it felt like all their games are in the 140s and the 130s. And I get you got Westbrook, who's not the best defender. You have a lot of young cats on the Washington Wizards. The Bradley Bill thing, has I, I've just never felt it. I don't know what it is. And he's a damn good player. He's a star. But I just look at Fitz, man. I look at Fitz and I'm saying to myself, if Clay is Clay and Wiggins is my third option, and, you know, Draymond, can you get me 10? Can you get me 8 to 10 points a game, please? Um, you know, and, and you got the young stallions. Like, that's the thing. The summer league did JB. Moody, with better players around him, is going yep. to be smooth. That's He's right. going to be really, really right. smooth. And he played the NBA system down in Arkansas. Kuminga's just got that dog in him. And what sold me on him, like, I liked what I saw in the California Classic when I went up there to watch him in that first summer league game. But I bumped into Tim Roy, the radio voice of the Golden State Warriors, and he goes, Monte, that Kuminga guy gives me Ron Artest vibes. Boom. Huh. Done. Done. I say, Ron Artest, done. After watching the balance in the palace, and we know how <laughs> Ron Artest's career, if you take the off-the-floor stuff, of course, and some of the things that he went on with Ron Artest on the court, I don't think Kuminga's that guy. But in terms of defense, intangibles, going to the cup and not being a punk. 
I like this guy a lot, man. And I think Wiseman is going to be a good player. Wiseman is going to be a 2010 guy before it's all said and done. So, again, I, those are great names. Dame Dalla, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, the first name he gave me, and then, Ingram. of course, Bradley Bill. I'm out on all these guys. I'm out on every single one of these guys. You have left me with a gigantic smile. You know, I mean, and it's possible that you and I are both just drinking too much Warriors Kool-Aid at this Probably. point in the season. But Probably. but we don't have to look in the mirror on that yet. They don't play till October 19th. Let's just be optimistic. I am with you. Fuck you, Ingram. Fuck you, Dame. <laughs> Fuck you, Beal. We are out. We feel good. Bate, here's our personal one. I'm excited for it. All right. So here is the basic idea. What this listener said is you guys talk about personal things all the time. You've done it with Bonte. We talked with you about whether or not you ever drove a car before you turned to the age of 16. We have another one of those kind of illustrating personality questions, and it's this. Have you ever gambled more money than you should have? Bonte, don't answer. Instead, we're going to use this as a way to judge each other. So guess, guess for me. Do you think, and I'll give you the real answer, do you think at any point, either in Vegas or with a friend, whatever, have I ever bet more money than I could have possibly justified? Was I willing to take that risk? Absolutely, you did. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Your brand. I, I know <laughs> last check, you got about $200 in the bank account. You probably try to withdraw $300 and you overdrew the account. Uh, and there's no doubt in my mind. I hate you, Bunch. Gambled more than you should have. I hate you so much. Okay. And I hate you even more because you are 100% right. Uh, so it happened more than once, man. But the worst story uh, this is a few years back. I'm a brand new father. Uh, we're trying to save money. We had just put money down on a house. So I'm on a remarkably strict budget. But I'm also in a period of my life where I'm going to a bunch of bachelor parties. And a friend of mine invites me out to Vegas. And there's this weird thing. Like I, I have a certain amount of money that I'm, I'm trying to spend. But on the other side, I'm with friends I haven't seen forever. And I kind of want to impress them. You know what I mean? I don't want to seem like I have nothing. And so on the first night, dude, I lose basically everything on a bunch of stupid ass bets. And now I am down to the money I need to just pay for my hotel. Right. And I still need a little money for the next two days. So I uh, sit down with friends at a lunch and I tell them, look, boys, you give me cash. I will put this meal on my credit card and now I'll have money to surf through the rest of the weekend and actually survive. So Bonte, go through with it, get a little money back. You know, it is what it is. I'm talking to myself about how, okay, you got to be responsible now. I got to go home. I take one step out of that restaurant, hit a roulette table and lose it fucking all immediately. Oh, so it's just terrible. And I've learned since I'll have, you know, I've learned since I haven't made any stupid decisions, but it has happened, which means I now get to judge you. Here's my guess. It's a no. I don't think you've ever. So I'm going to go a little bit more nuanced. I think you're willing to make bad bets. I think like if there's a bunch of dudes you're with, like if you're in Vegas and there's a fight or you're watching a game, you've gone to the Niner game with friends and somebody's got a bookie and they make a bet that you don't agree with. I think you would do it just to be a part of kind of the momentum. I can see you being down on that, but I don't see you betting more money than you should. I think you have a secret responsible streak and I think it would stop you. Am I right? No, you're absolutely wrong. I thought you'd be better than this, man. I mean, come on. I mean, I've had a couple instances where I bet a little too much in it. Like, you know, you're looking at the credit card. You're like, all right, I got about $500 left on my credit card. Um, I know I need to pay the credit card bill, but you know what? I'm going all in. And there's been a couple instances. One where I did ride with, and this is why I don't ride with friends anymore on bets. 
because of this one instance, this is back in the mid-2000s. Cowboys played the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. It's a total chase weekend. Got blown out on Sunday with so many bets. And it's like, all right, all or nothing on the Cowboys against the Buffalo Bills. Monday Night Football. Buffalo hadn't had a Monday Night game in a long, long time. And something told me, you know what? The Cowboys are 13-point favorites. That's too much. That's too much. Well, what do you know? I follow my boys. We bet on the Cowboys, and we got smoked in that game, and the Cowboys won by a field goal, <laughs> which pissed me off even more because there's nothing worse than betting on a team that doesn't cover yet win the game. You know, so that that bet right there was one that sticks out to me. Did you uh, bitch about it? Did you mention it a bunch of times to your boys? Like, I told you guys, this is oh, how yeah, I wanted absolutely. to bet. Oh, that's absolutely. You can't do that. Once you've bet, you just you have so. to suck it up. To- told you so. And then there's another bet. A couple years ago, New Year's Day, I had a lot riding on Ohio State to cover the spread against Washington in the Rose Bowl. And Ohio State was up 28 to 9. They were favored by seven and a half. I'm like, this is sweet. Fourth quarter. Well, Ohio State takes their foot off the gas. Washington comes all the way back, get an onside kick and cover the spread. And knowing that, I was like, damn, all right, I got to make this up. I bet on Georgia the same night to beat Texas in the Sugar Sugar Bowl where Georgia has nothing to play for. And next thing you know, they're down 21 nothing, and I am $1,000 <laughs> in the hole. Oh. Well, my next two paychecks are already gone. I am done. Let me not tell anybody. So I have been that guy that at times – I haven't been disappointed when it comes to gambling, but I've gotten a lot better at that over, you know, over the last couple of years. So I bet small or whatnot, but yeah, it's happened, Bram. Trust this me. Makes me like it you. has happened. This makes me like you much more. Last gambling question. If you're at, let's say like a, a blackjack table and you're with your friend and your friend is making money and you are losing money. Are you happy for your friend? Are you resentful for your friend? How do you experience that? Oh, I'm jealous I'm, as hell. Okay, I, boom. I'm, like, I'm, Let's I'm go. Fake happy, right? I'm thinking, oh, man, you're hot, dude. Good stuff, man. I'm so happy for you. On the inside, I'm like, man, fuck this guy. Do I don't, you know even, I don't even get to the fucking happy part anymore. Like, on the way out, when they're like, oh, I'll buy you dinner, I'm already resentful about, like, of course you're buying me dinner. You just made hella money. Like, oh, get off your high horse and your free dinner thing. Oh, and you know what? It makes you feel worse because it's like, damn. I'm so broken. I lost oh, when these guys just <laughs> giving me the sympathy you dinner. Like, damn, bro. Like, what can I get with the dinner? Can I get extra sauce? Can I get an extra thing <laughs> of ranch? Can I get an extra patty on my burger? Like, what the what do you mean? You get you're gonna buy me dinner? Of course, like you said, bro. Of course you're gonna buy me dinner, punk. You just want all this money. So on the inside, I am jealous as all hell, which is Probably shameful, but hey, we got to keep it real on the way. Oh, it's shameful. I mean, there's there's reasons why we're friends. It turns out you and I should go to Vegas and then just hate each other while we're out there throughout (laughs) the entire time, back to basketball. And what I want is some Draymond predictions. So you've already kind of teased this because you are on the money. One of the things we're going to need from Draymond a little bit next year is actual scoring. Um, If I see one more take about him missing bunny shot layups, and that's why we didn't uh, make it to the – Playoffs, I'm not going to take it well. So here's my first question for you. Points per game next year for Draymond. What do you got? Ooh, where was he at last year? Because I tried to erase that out of my memory. I have no idea, and I should have done some research. But you know what? I I, I, I'm going to pull this up because I know when he at, when he scored like eight or more, the Warriors were so good. Yeah. And it was like, just get to that magic number. Get to the magic number of eight. So, all right, here we go. 2021, he averaged seven points per game, all right? Over under, put over it at under, seven, seven. Over under, I've got to go over, man. I got to go over because you know what? I think Draymond is going to shoot the three a lot more. He's got to look. Teams are giving Draymond Green the ability 
to shoot the three. They're giving them so much space. They're basically warm-up threes. These are threes I watch them in the pregame routine hit over and over and over. So it's a matter of want, not if for Draymond Green. Look, he had his two point, he had his two threes a game in terms of attempts, two three-point attempts a game last season. The year before he had three, he was at two and a half, three and a half, three and a half, three point two, four point two. Get me back up to four. Hell, I'll even say, Draymond, this sounds ridiculous. Shoot six threes a game. It doesn't hurt. Shoot six threes a game. Can you give me two or three? I mean, I get it. Three is 50%. That's probably asking for a lot. But shoot six to seven threes a game and give me two to three makes. I, I'm saying if Draymond scores over seven a game, if you can get me even a nine, this team's going to be so good. So, yes, I'm going over on Draymond Green because the shots, especially when Klay Thompson gets back, are going to be there for him. Teams are going to sag off of Draymond and give him that Tony Allen treatment all season long. Just let it go, Draymond. He's got the shot. He's got the shot. Just let it go from the three-point line and make things happen. So I want to see him attempt more threes, and I do believe he will attempt more threes, and I think he can get over seven. I mean, if nothing else, if nothing else, at least make the defense think twice before they go Tony Allen on you. Exactly. You know? I mean, like, that's that's the only thing I ask. I'm not expecting 15 points per game. I'm not expecting 50% from three-point line. You know, you, you don't have to be our third option on the offense. We just identified Wiggins. But don't be a giant negative portion on that side of the floor either. If you're just a net neutral influence, then that's a positive on its own, which leads to the next over-under. So it's also seven, um, and it's the amount of triple doubles he will have next year. So he had seven triple doubles in the 2021 season. I put that as our number next year. You take the over or the under? I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under. Uh, I think he's going to fall right short at six. The triple double round was special, but he needed the ball in his hands a lot more than he will next season. I really believe that next season – uh, he won't need to do as much as he did this past season due to the roster construction. I think Jordan Poole is going to take another step and have the ball in his hands. You add Iguodala, who I think will play. Um, I think Wiseman's going to get better with the ball in his hands. Uh, and Wiggins as well. So I'm going to go six. I'll go six. He's going to flirt with it, but I think he'll fall just short. Last Draymond question, and it's the one I'm most fired up for. So Draymond made a little news in the offseason. We covered in this podcast. I know you guys talked about it a bunch on the morning roast, but it was the whole interview with KD and, and you know, we don't have to go into his details. But the thing I gave him shit about on this show, Bonte, is not that he did the interview fine. He was good at it. He's got a future. Is that he seemingly, at least for an afternoon, chose brand over team, right? He wanted the Chips podcast to get a bunch of notoriety. So out he came and he didn't care how it affected uh, the franchise ultimately. So my question to you is, will we have another moment where he seemingly chooses brand over team during this season? Uh, it's just the way the NBA world is now. You know what I'm saying? With a lot of these guys, clutch sports, podcasts, shoes, commercials, television, I mean, it's Draymond Green. It's the guy we grew up to love, and it's sometimes the guy we hate, right? You know, we kind of grew up to hate because we're like, come on, Dre, just play hoops. I don't think that would be the last moment. I think it would be addressed at media day. Um, I think it's going to be addressed a lot more throughout the season, whether he does a top podcast with Tom Brady or Tom Izzo or whoever. Who knows who the next guest will be? Um, I do not think it will be the last time that we'll see something like this, especially during the season. God, Draymond's going to be Draymond, man. Draymond's going to be Draymond and, you know, you got to live and die with it, right? I feel like we're going to learn a lot about this front office if that happens again. 
You know, so like this goes down. You're Steve Kerr, you're uh, Steph Curry, you're Bob Myers, any of this. There's no way they were happy about it. Maybe they weren't angry, but when they heard the interview, they weren't like throwing out high fives, right? No one was excited that it went down. But they also couldn't go public because then this thing gets way nastier. You know, they they can't come out and say they don't like it. They can't say anything about it. Mm -hmm. They got to hope that this slowly dies down. But if they are the kumbaya team that I thought they were before we heard this interview, then internally, shit that we don't get to see, the issue didn't die. Steph made a call, hopefully, right? Steve checked in. Bob Myers did something. Fuck, something had to happen internally if this franchise is what we think they are. And so if that went down and they are as successful at team building as I think they should be, then we shouldn't see anything else from Draymond, right? They, they talked to him. They dealt with this. Draymond now knows how everybody feels. So if we do have another scenario, if there's another episode of Chips where all of us are like, wait a minute, what's going on in Golden State? Then I feel like it, it illustrates a much larger issue there than just Draymond's personality. So for purposes of optimism, I'm going to say no. I don't know if I'm right. I don't know if I'm right, but I really hope that I'm right. Yeah, I hear you, man. I I, I completely understand. It was, uh, you know, it, it's so many people have so many different opinions on that situation. Like, it, I get it. You want to you want to move on from it, right? You want to move on from it. it. He wanted to know what KD felt. Did that drive him out of there or whatnot? I, you know, you got to think that there was a call too. I, I'm kind of with you there, Bram's like, and I think the Warriors front office and their brass are probably like, look, man, it's Draymond being Draymond. It's yep. okay. Yep. It's all good. We're going to just move past it. And it happened in the middle of the all season. So I think by the time we get to training camp, it will kind of be old news. And I'm not sure a lot of people are going to harp on it. Maybe they will nationally, maybe it'll come around here and there, but I think everybody will move on and they'll just say, look, Let's just try yep. not to draw up headlines like that again through the season. But, you know, it's Draymond Green, man. That's what makes Draymond Draymond. You know. That's exactly – that's why somebody can guard all five positions, you know, because they, they bring that kind of oomph. They can do anything the fuck they want. Uh, last question, and it's a random one. So, background uh, – for anybody who wouldn't know, why the hell would you guys know? Bonte, Ron, and I are going to the Giants game tonight, and it leads to this question. So I wouldn't do it tonight. Dude. There's there's no way I would do it tonight. It's a huge game. They're playing the Dodgers. It's all these playoff implications. So it'll be all Giants gear tonight. But, Bonte, I'll admit to you, I'm a much bigger Hoop fan than I am a baseball fan. And every now and again, when I go to Giants games, I wear Warriors gear. At least a Warriors hat. Like, I'm not coming in jerseys, but, like, I'll, you know, I'll throw a hat on. So – you are the voice of the Bay Area sports scene. Weigh in on this. You know, is it if, if I'm a Warriors fan, but I'm going across sport, I'm going to the Giants. Is it acceptable for me to go there in Warriors gear or is that kind of a weird move? Should I keep it a little bit more consistent? It's a little weird, but it's okay. <laughs> I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. People are like, look, everybody wears goofy hats all the time at these games. You'll see somebody wearing their high school hat. You'll see somebody wearing a Niners hat. You'll see somebody wearing an out-of-town hat. You know, I've worn a girl dad hat at the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I mean, we've we've once worn some weird things. It's a little odd. You know, you're going to stick out like a sore thumb, but I think that's what you want to do. That's the whole point of what you're yeah, doing. I mean, settle down. I'm just sucking <laughs> sick for I'm just supporting the Warriors. No I mean, one's trying to stick out. I mean, I mean, you want to go out there and get the world's huddle pop, popping. <laughs> I get it. You want to get that podcast popping. And, you know, you want to get out there and be like, hey, I'm Bran. I'm Bran Hillsman, everybody. Bran, right here. Especially what I'm wearing is just a Bram hat. It's pretty solid. I mean, you know, it's, it's a nice hat. 
or double zero jersey with Hillsman on the back. That's right. Okay, I'm wearing both. That's exactly yeah. right. You know, but you know, I I personally have no problem with it at all. I don't. <laughs> I'm I really appreciate you saying double zero instead of like some obnoxious number like sixty nine. You know, like you didn't right. make me that asshole. Eighty one. Uh, yeah. Which, well, yeah, which means means the world to me. Means the world to me. Uh, Bonte, you were awesome tonight. You're always awesome. And, and I know I'm not alone in thinking that for those who need more Bonte Hill in their life, where do they go? Like I always say, man, if you need more Bonte Hill in your life, you need some help. But you can follow me at Twitter at Bonte Hill, B-O-N-T-A-H-I-L-L, or go to 957thegame.com for all our podcasts with the morning roast, man. So, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me, man. I'll be tweeting away. I'll be tweeting nonsense. I'll be tweeting facts. I'll be all over the board on Twitter. So have some fun with that. Yeah, this full run just took heavy notes on all that. So you're, I'm sure you're happy to hear that for us. You guys know where to reach us. Our only social media presence is on Twitter at Warriors Huddle. And if you want to reach out, let us know we did a good job, bad job, shouldn't support gambling. I need to start wearing only Giants gear, whatever. Throw it to our Gmail account, which is uh, warriorshuddle at gmail.com. With that in mind, go Warriors. Hopefully, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Good, good. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.